Welcome to What's On Your Mind with me, Janie Rott. Jennifer Chandler is an amazingly passionate and funny person. She's the author of four cookbooks. She's appeared on numerous national broadcast cooking segments, including on Food Network. She's done a myriad of other amazing things here in Memphis and around the world. And she's currently the food and dining reporter for Memphis's primary print and digital newspaper, The Commercial Appeal. In this episode, she's going to share with you her adventure of a life. It is so fantastic. I don't want to give any spoilers because you need to just hear it from her directly. But one of the stories that she does mention is actually Alencia's, which I want to give a shout out to them. They just had their opening uh, and she's covering it in the commercial appeal. So shout out now to this amazing restaurant that is now open. If you love soul food, go check them out. Thanks, Jennifer, for sharing your story with us. Hi, Jennifer. What's on your mind? Food is on my mind. It is always on my mind. So let's talk about food in restaurants. Yeah, I went to college thinking I was going to be a banker and I was really good with numbers and I have a finance degree and um, I had some great internships throughout college and I hated the jobs because yeah. <laughs> I was not... Um, dealing with people. I was just dealing with numbers. And when I was in college, I kind of was in student government, but I did the fun stuff. I planned spring fest and (laughs) fall fest and homecoming and things like that. And I actually planned, um, there was a big, I went to Georgetown, there was a big senior ball and I planned um, the senior ball for the junior class. When I was a junior for this when I was a junior, I planned it for the senior class ahead oh, they of me. Trusted you, and um, I got to know um, a big special events company and catering company in DC, and started talking to them. And then all of a sudden, I realized, wait, I can make a career out of doing something I love. And um, I started out thinking I wanted to be in special events, but I was really drawn to the kitchen when an event was going on. I was always hanging out in the kitchen, asking you know for tips and tricks and things like that. And um, the owner of a big catering company in D.C. I was living in D.C. at the time because I'd gone to college there. Okay. Um, originally from originally from New Orleans, but most of my life in Memphis. Okay. And with lots of good food in both of those places. Mm. And he said to me, Bill Holman of Design Cuisine said to me, if you really want to be in this business, you have to know the ins and outs of it. You might want to go to culinary school. Mm. And so I said, okay, well, if I'm going to go to culinary school, I don't need to go back to college. I don't need to go to the CIA. I want to find something different. And I called my parents and I said, I'm moving to France. And of course, I feel I could I almost hear their jaws drop yeah. because number one, I, was, I knew no one in France. I did not speak French. Yeah. I was changing careers right. and going a whole different way. Um, and But it's been the best decision I ever made because yeah. I've never looked back since then. But France was great. I lived there for not quite two years. Um, I went to Le Cordon Bleu. Paris and um, did both their pastry program and their savory program and kind of doubled up, was in class all day for nine months. And then I went to work for the La Plaza Atene Hotel in the pastry department. And it just was an amazing experience that I'll never forget. That is sounds amazing. And, and, And I think my favorite thing about this whole story is this realization of just like, I don't want to do that. I want to do something else. Yes. <laughs> I just think it's so lovely that you were able to follow this passion. And so obviously you don't live in France anymore. No. You're, you're here. So how do you translate everything that you learned in Europe to here in the South? Yeah. So what I did is when I came back from... Um, Europe is I went to I was I went back to DC rather than coming here and I went to work for a restaurant group and um, 
kind of to learn the ins and outs of a restaurant. And the restaurant group had a training program for their management team that literally I started as a dishwasher. I spent like two or three weeks in every position in this large restaurant. And it was great because I really learned the nuts and bolts of it. And so then when I moved back to Memphis in the mid-90s, I decided I wanted to open my own restaurant. I thought Memphis would be the perfect place for it. And I opened a place called Sheffy's Market and More. And... um, it was great. It was in Sanderlin Center in East Memphis, if anyone knows where that is. Mm. But we were about a 10,000 square foot, I would call it a prepared foods market more than a restaurant per se. Mm-hmm. But we had a big center island with prepared foods. We had a pastry shop. We made fresh, you know, artisan breads every day. We had fresh pastries every day. We had a salad and sandwich bar concept. Um we had a lot going on, and it was a lot of fun. So people who know Sheffy's Cafe, which is in existence today, is I was hired. I did restaurant consulting for a number of years. So I was hired to design a um, kind of a deli concept for a friend of mine, who um, Matt Wilson, who also owns Swanky's. Okay. And um, I designed that concept for him. I literally picked up my salad and sandwich bar concept from my place. And they couldn't find a name, so I sold them my name. Okay. And so that's what the connection is there. And then I also saw that you have connection to Lafayette's as well. Yes. That was during my phase of restaurant consulting. Wow. Um, I was on the team that worked for Tommy Peters that kind of was the project manager that helped design the menu and oversaw the construction and the design of the building when we were remodeling it. And so I kind of worked on that for, uh, gosh, about a year and then helped get them open as well. Yeah. I mean, and, and on top of all of that, you're also a writer. I, I saw that you're also with the Commercial Appeal. So do you focus on like the restaurant industry or do you focus more on kind of the culinary experimenting or a little bit of both? It's kind of a little bit of all of that. I mean, cool. I've been very blessed that I've been able to make a living out of playing with food. And I started out in a traditional restaurant owning one myself. And then when I decided to close that after I'd had two children, mm. um, I started writing. And at the time... Um, it was funny. I um, One day my husband came home and said, you're not meant to be a stay-at-home mom. I have a client that's starting a magazine. They need someone to do a recipe column. You're going to do it. It wasn't, it wasn't an ask. It was a tell. And yeah. he knew me better than anything, and it was the best... It was the best thing I was ever told to do. <laughs> I love it. Sometimes it takes a third party to exactly, believe in us. <laughs> exactly. And so, and it kind of went from there and I started writing and then I was able to write several cookbooks and then I got back into um, restaurant consulting and I kept writing all along for magazines and newspapers in addition to my four cookbooks and... Um, so today, um, I don't do restaurant consulting anymore since I am now the official food and dining reporter for the Commercial Appeal here in Memphis, the newspaper. So that would be a little bit of conflict of interest. Right. <laughs> um, so I don't have that aspect of my business anymore. Um, but I love what I do writing for the Commercial Appeal because it has really broadened my experience of food um, in Memphis. Mm. And I have met so many amazing people that I now call friends that I, my paths would have maybe never crossed before. I've also learned more. I grew up in Memphis. I've lived here most of my life and I've learned more parts of this city by discovering all the great food that is off the, you know, there's great food on Poplar Avenue. People who know Memphis know there's like a stretch of the, the whole city kind of was off this one street. And it was like, I knew the few blocks one way of it and a few blocks south of it, yeah. but I never really ventured out to the rest of the city. And now I've gotten to know the whole city and the suburbs, and there are so many cool things going on here and so many amazing people following their dreams and um, doing everything from, 
you know, their own barbecue shop. Today, this morning, I was actually um, at barbecue shop um, in Midtown, Eric Vernon, who is um, and was kind of learning about his secret sauce, which he's been the only person to make it for 20 years. And so he didn't share any of his secrets, but I got to watch him make it. <laughs> Close <laughs> but I got to go there, and then I got to see there's a, a couple, Tony and um, Stephanie Westmoreland, that have a group called Tandem Restaurant Group that they are um, kind of saving old restaurants. They, they reopen Zinni's. They reopen um, Rebellio's Sidecar, but they're also opening new concepts. So I got to go and check out their brand-new concept um, called Flipside, which is a pinball arcade um, pinball machine arcade that's over in Crosstown Concourse so I have been bebopping around and now we're sitting here in the arcade which yes. is one of my favorites for the for breakfast and for lunch so I was gonna say yeah our arcade is a great example of just like culinary history exactly <laughs> but there's so many cool things yeah. and, um, going on here and so many cool things people doing them so I think that's what really makes Memphis unique all right it's time for a quick break and let's get back to it. I love that. Well, and I was going to ask you kind of what your favorite food-related aspect of your life is, but it sounds like you really love the the writing and the exploring yes. that kind of comes with that and, the, and that adventure. Yeah. I don't know if you want to share if you even have a favorite, but do you have any, like, hidden gems or fun secrets or favorites that you've uncovered? Oh, that's a hard one. <laughs> I always ask that question because there are so many good things here in Memphis. It's hard to say yeah. I have an absolute favorite per se. Also because every neighborhood is different uh, every too. Every neighborhood <laughs> is different. Uh, you know, I will say that, you know, if you want, you know, what I call the essentials, mm. you know, if you're looking at barbecue, you need to go, well, I mentioned the barbecue shop again, but Payne's, mm. which is over on Lamar or Cozy Corner, you need to check them out. Of course, the Rendezvous and, and, and Corky's and Central Barbecue are staples, but some of these mom and pop shops yeah. are doing something that's really different and unique. Um, and I feel like, I think I saw something about them that they also do cinnamon rolls. Is that the same one? It's, oh, that's Bain Barbecue. Bain, okay. So that is a new barbecue (laughs) shop that is, um, it was a food truck this past summer, and now it is a restaurant. It's called Bain Barbecue and Bakery. And again, talk about people following their dreams and doing odd things. Who would have put a bakery and barbecue together? He makes Texas-style barbecue. Okay. And it is, his brisket is pretty great. I, I feel very, I almost feel like I'm like, you know, cheating on someone that I'm recommending someone eat Texas style barbecue, <laughs> being a Memphian. But his his brisket is great, and he has giant Texas size cinnamon rolls mm. and um, kolaches. I know I'm pronouncing that wrong, um, but that's a that kind of pastry is a big thing in Texas. Yeah. So he's doing that. Soul food. When Alcinia's mm. reopens, you need to go to Alcinia's Beach Chester Tamayo. Make some of the best southern vegetables that you will ever have in your entire life. Um, the four-way in Soulsville. I mean, that's such an amazing place and such a big part of history, not only for Memphis, but for the whole United States. I mean, Martin Luther King used to go, when he would come in town, he would go and eat there. Oh, wow. And, um, and their food is so good, too. Oh, oh my, my gosh. And I will tell you the secret there. I, I love their fried catfish. Okay. And I always get the cornbread dressing on the side. <laughs> so I know that sounds like a weird combination, but I kind of justify it. It's corn and corn. There you go. So it goes together. Yeah. And it's so good. I oftentimes don't really need a justification for food. I'm really into just, like, trying weird things. But yeah. it's also interesting. I So living here in Memphis, it's obviously very barbecue-centric. I'm actually a vegetarian. Oh, but yeah. I have had zero 
zero trouble finding amazing food here. I don't know if you have a favorite, either vegetarian-friendly or vegan-friendly restaurant that you have yeah. kind of encountered here in your exploration. Well, there are a lot of really, really good things. I mean, I, City Silo is a favorite for lunch. Mine, and too. That, you know, and, and it's one of those things. It, it kind of now has offers chicken and things like that. But when it first opened, it was truly yeah. strictly vegan and vegetarian. Um, but they have a lot of great options. But I, I would say look on menus because it is funny that you can often find vegetables being um, the center of attention now, you know, as entrees. Yeah. Most restaurants these days, if they're smart, are including a vegetarian or a vegan option on there because there's so many good things that are that are out there. And it's just... Yeah, I've been, I've been very impressed with the Memphis food scene. And like you said, sometimes yeah. you don't have to necessarily go to a restaurant that is for vegetarians or for vegans. Most of these restaurants yeah. now, I mean, they have Impossible Burger as a substitute or, you yeah. know, tempeh or something like it's it's incredible. Yeah. I, I love food, and I love Memphis for its food. Yes, <laughs> and people are doing a lot of creative things and fun spins on, on things. So I think that, yeah. yeah, especially both, you know, in all types of cuisine, vegetarian or meat or whatever, it's just, I, I love that. And one of the things, like, the guys who, um, Andy Tyser or Michael Hudman, who own the Andrew Michael Restaurant Group and have some of the most popular restaurants in Memphis, Hog yeah. and Hominy and Bishop across the street from here in the arcade. Um, but they... Um, and Andrew Michael, their their you know restaurant after their name, They're, they take southern ingredients and do a fun spin on them. Yeah. And one of my favorite things, and it, I don't know if you ever had it, and I'm sad it's not on the menu anymore, is they had a um, a vegetarian um, dish that a pizza on their opening menu of Hog and Hominy when they were just reopened it. That was like a collard green pizza, oh. and it was. So good. So I went home one time. I had extra collard greens from Central Barbecue. And theirs, I know for sure, Central Barbecues are done with, um, I think, vegetable stock. Okay. And um, I took them and I squeezed them out and I put them on a cauliflower crust pizza. I made it home. It was so good. I love that. <laughs> I love that so much. You know, I was actually, I was with a friend yesterday and we went to Babaloo's. And so she was having the, the, the rusty potatoes and she was like, what is this? flavored so good and I was like it's teriyaki yeah. but with like Mexican cheeses and yeah. so then she was like I'm gonna go home and do this and I'm like that's the beauty of this place yeah. I just I go to these restaurants I learn these interesting combinations and experimental flavors and I go home and do it and it's just it's just so well, fun. Well you should and, it's, <laughs> and it is fun. To, I mean that's how I write cookbooks. I yeah. mean half the time if I go somewhere and I love a dish I literally take the recipe. I mean, I look at the description of, of the recipe, I mean, the dish, and I write it down, and then I go home, and I take those ingredients, and then I start playing around yes. to try to recreate my own version at home. Yeah. And sometimes it works, but sometimes it doesn't. But... When, I, when you really get something and nail it, it's like the best thing ever. It's the best feeling. It's I love fun. it. You seem like a very adventurous spirit to me, and, and I love that. I think it's it's very suiting for somebody that is in the, the food world and the culinary, culinary world. And, and your life, even up to this point, has seemed like a fun adventure that's it kind of been. gotten you to where you are today. I want to ask you now, like, where do you kind of see your next adventure being? Oh, I don't know. I mean, I'm having so much fun. I mean, I, I, I joke that I have the dream job right now because I get to go around and go to restaurants and taste food and meet new people and experience different things. So I have a great job, but I do miss the cooking aspect of it. Okay. So I would definitely, I, I think I at least have one more cookbook than me, I hope. Okay. So uh, I think that'll be a, another adventure. But for right now, I'm just, you know, excited exploring Memphis and doing things. And um, 
I actually became an empty nester this year. My okay. my girl, I have one graduating from college and then one they just started college. Okay. So we're starting to travel a little bit. There you go. That sounds like an adventure in the making. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I have to admit I'm going to, I'm going to Italy and hopefully in June, if all goes as planned. And so far, um, I've already looking at all the reservations I made, it's all food related and I'm probably going to gain like 20 pounds. Oh, that's the best week. kind of vacation. Every time me and my spouse go on vacation, we first plan our food and then the rest of the itinerary is around that. Yes, yes, that's the way it should be. Awesome. Well, Jennifer, it's been so lovely chatting with you. Okay. Uh, for people that want to follow your journey, buy your cookbooks, how can they do all of this? Yeah. So um, on social media, pretty much everything I do is either cook with Jennifer or cook W Jennifer. Um, on Instagram, I post a lot there. On Facebook and such, you can fo- read all of my Memphis food stories on thecommercialappeal.com slash food. Um, I run that and you can get lots of information there about what's going on in Memphis on the food scene. And um, I have a website, cookwithjennifer.com, that has um, information about my cookbooks and recipes. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me in the arcade today. And thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode or any other episode, please rate, review, subscribe, follow, all of the things. Thank you to all the supporters and sponsors of What's On Your Mind. Check out jannyrod.com for my latest updates. Well, friends, till next week.